0: You can only really serve people at the level that you're filled up. Right. So when you fill your own cup first, you get to serve everybody else from a full cup. Right.
1: This is Secrets for Success. Welcome to the Secret for Success podcast. I'm your host, Greg Todd. I am so honored and thankful, and you guys are going to get so many gems from talking with Matt Stafford. Matt, thank you so much for being here.
0: Uh, glad to be here.
1: So we have been talking off camera a little bit, and uh, you have told me a little bit about your story. Can you just give our guests a little bit of your background, tell them a little about yourself and the audience that you're serving?
0: Yeah. So um, I had a unique start. I was actually in um, the service business, so we... Did commercial concrete. It started with smaller concrete, built it up to a commercial concrete where we were reporting about a million square feet of concrete per year. Um, and I went to a Tony Robbins event and he was selling a DVD series, kind of dates me a little bit, um, yeah. selling a DVD series called Money Masters. And the first DVD I got was uh, Frank Kern on how to sell ebooks that would teach your parrot how to talk. And I thought, wow, you can make money online. <laughs> Like up, I had done millions of dollars in concrete uh, and all we had used the internet for was to blueprint blueprints and billing and right. stuff like that. Nothing. And, uh, so I kind of, I started looking at that. I thought, wow. Um, and I set a goal. I said in five years, I'm going to be a hundred percent online because in the concrete business, I was in Michigan. There was a few months of the year that you couldn't pour because the weather and then, uh, it's just a rough industry and right. then also like you could you could be ready to go work and it could be raining oh, we don't work today and so I just thought man it's crazy to see what these people are doing online um, and they can scale it without having all the people and equipment and all the other things and so I had set that goal and it was almost five years to the month that uh, I was actually had sold the concrete business sold my two brick-and-mortar stores and uh, I was hundred percent online and the way that I did that was I started uh, selling t shirts mm-hmm. um, on a site called Teespring. And so we would put designs on there and then run ads to them and sell them. And uh, yeah, I had some pretty good success right off the bat with it. And uh, I invited four or five other of my friends on Facebook and we created this little group. And my thought process was a rising tide raises all ships. And so. If I help him get better and he helps me get better, we'll grow faster than the rest of these people. And that's what we did. Um, There was two of us that were self-employed when we started the group out of the six. And within 30 days, the other four had made more money in 30 days than they would made from their job in a year. Wow. And so all of them quit their job, and the six of us uh, started selling shirts, and we slaughtered it for a while.
1: Even (laughs) though you are in a totally different industry than myself, there are so many similarities. You had a brick and mortar service-based business yep. with concrete. Uh, it was a business that was seasonal, yeah. to say the least. Uh, it was a business that was predicated on generating money at only certain times of the year. Yeah, and uh,
0: and you had to be there to do it.
1: And you had to be there to do it. Yeah, right. And so you were using. Physical finite resources in order to generate money. Yeah. And you find this thing online. Frank Kern's yeah. teaching people how to make a parrot speaker. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. By the way, wasn't he the first million dollar day guy? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I actually remember, I remember uh, there was a video with Frank Kern and some other dude. And it was with Tony Robbins. This is yeah. when Frank Kern had the long yeah, yeah. hair and all the other yeah. stuff. And it's like, yeah. this dude made a million yeah. bucks in a day.
0: That was, so that was that series. Was that series? Yeah, and so they. he also uh, had like Mike Koenigs, Brendan Bouchard, right. um, Russell Brunson. Um, and the funny thing was, about two months ago, yeah, about two months ago, it's on my, uh, on my Instagram, I just put it, it's really funny because like when I was, Learning what I was doing, um, I saw all those people and was like, oh my God, that would be amazing. Right. And now I was at the house, I was at Mike uh, Phil Same's house with John Benson, Rich Sheffren, Glenn Ledwell, the owner of my all these movies. Big Dogs. These are the Yeah, they're, they're my yeah. great friends now. Yeah, they're just good amazing. friends. And uh, it's funny, even though they did, they're amazing at direct response. Like A lot of the stuff that we did in e-commerce, I've been able to go over there and help them yeah, with right. their stuff and it it's helped them a lot too wow. and so we've just become friends through that.
1: I think it's just fascinating. One of the things that I uh, try to teach my clients is you have to understand the current era of wealth that you can make money. So, As a physical therapist, I was trained to be able to make money through me having my hands on somebody and Fixing them, right? Yeah. Uh and I call that the distribution uh era of wealth. And there was a time where Brick and Mortar stores or the Walmarts of world, like they made tons of money and obviously it became very wealthy. Yeah. Um, but you know, we've moved into different eras of wealth now. And you know, t- we have technology, mm-hmm. e com yeah. partnership. And I'm listening to your story. Yeah. And here's this guy who starts this e-com, you know, gig, right? Yeah. Says, I'm just gonna see if I can make some money online. And then find these other guys who are self-employed dudes and say, hey, let's see if we can work together and help each other. And then you guys go on to help so many people and, and do some amazing things. And a lot of it is just being in the right era yeah. of the opportunity that presents itself for you at that time.
0: Yeah. So if you think about it, before COVID, only about 10% of sales were done online. Um, during COVID, it got all the way up to about 33 I think 33%. Now it's dropped back a little to like 27%. But it, so many of us, we've been online for so long. I mean, for so long. In internet years, like right. 10 years is forever. Right. But we've been online. We just assume that everybody else is proficient and efficient at it. And what I realized when I saw those numbers was we're still early adopters. Right. And And when you look at how fast we can change the store metrics by cleaning it up, simplifying it. Um, I always say clarity trumps persuasion. Right. And so mm-hmm. just making your site very easy, Homer Simpson it. Like if Homer Simpson doesn't understand what to do next, Ooh, then like it's that. not gonna work. Right, right. And so that's what, we, what we're always trying to do is figure out how do we uh, basically not look at our store from the point of view of how do I sell something, but look at it as your customer how do I find what I want to buy? Okay, And by changing that little shift, now your store works better for them and they'll they'll shop a lot more. Okay,
1: so a couple of things. We're gonna dive into this quite a bit. You own a company called Bill Grow Scale. Yep. And you're basically helping e-com brands yep. uh, like learn how to truly monetize and make their business profitable. Yep. So you're a pretty humble guy. I'm going to give some of your numbers that, because I stalked you quite a bit. Okay. Uh, It looks like over 200 businesses you've helped create six-figure brands, multi-six-figure brands. Yeah. Here's a staggering number. I thought I did well with creating some seven-figure earners. You've created over 160 businesses to hit seven figures? Yeah. And it's like 28-figure businesses? Yeah, 17, 18. 17, 17, 18? Okay. That's nuts, bro. So, I mean, and and you said like you had like a – thousand members or yeah roughly
0: that was with a thousand members i
1: mean most guys if you can have three percent two percent of your audience hitting those numbers you know that's pretty respectable numbers right and you're doing like 20 percent 20 plus percent yeah so you obviously got something figured out here yeah uh you talked about simplicity so can we go back to this homer simpson thing because even though my audience is uh Healthcare professionals, and they're not primarily doing e com doesn't this apply to us as well?
0: Yeah. Right. So if, if they use a website, it applies to them. Because okay. your website is your conversation with your customer. Right. And so if your website's, I mean, if your website's not good at communicating, just like if we weren't good at communicating, you know, the conversation wouldn't go very far. Right, right. And so right. that's typically what happens. What I see the biggest mistake is, is that people do their own customer service. And because this person had a question, they go, Oh, I need to fix that on the website. And then this person had a question, Oh, I need to fix that on the website. And what happens is only a few people had trouble with that. But now everybody has to go through this journey of all those extra things that you put on there just to, to get to the point of buying. And so what we do is we really look at, you know, we reverse engineer the numbers. We start from the back of the store and move forward. Mm. And uh, the reason why we do that is because if your cart's not working good, or if we're whatever your sales mechanism isn't working, coming over here and fixing your homepage isn't going to make you more money because this is still broken. Right. So if we fix this first, then every other step that we clean up makes money.
1: Wow, that's the first time I've heard that. Yeah. You always hear start with the homepage. Yeah. Fix the homepage because seventy percent of the people are only going to go to the homepage; they'll never go to any other part of the site. Yeah. I've never heard. Yeah. going backwards
0: it's yeah so so if i if my home page only 70 or 70 percent of people are going there yeah. and only 20 percent are making it to a category page that didn't make me any more money right so if i come here and i fix the things that are here right away i've already made more money right that makes it more profitable for me to work on the other stuff and then now i'm going to fix my cart right okay now my cart performs better that means i'm making more money now my product page now my product page is putting more people into my cart. My cart's putting more people. I'm making more money. Right. And so we actually work backwards.
1: Oh, that's, that's, that's amazing. Okay. I just have to make that sink in. That's fantastic. Yeah. Um, so is there a certain amount of products, offerings that you recommend to be on your site? Because so many of us, we have so many things, even for me, up until uh, a year and a half ago, you know, I had all these different things. You can do this. You can do that. You can opt in for this. You can opt in for that. Da 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 da. And we've really simplified it. But after talking with you off camera, I'm like, I could simplify this even more. Is yeah. there a sweet spot, the so, amount of uh, things you should be presenting or offering, so that it doesn't over complicate things?
0: Um, I don't. I don't think there's a certain number because we have. We certainly have products. Um, or stores that have thousands of SKUs, and then we have some that just have a few. Okay, and so it's not that it's again. It's most people are looking at their store. How do I make more sales? Instead of just flipping that paradigm, going okay, if I'm a customer and I come here, what do I need to buy? What do I need to f- know? in order to like know, like, and trust them, want to buy from them. Right. And then when you switch that, you go from the salesy salesperson to now the person that you're trying to help. Right. And when you do that, um, you'll look at your products different. So the other thing is like your homepage is not meant to sell. Um, And if you think about what I always say has two purposes, one to build trust and then two should just be easy navigation to what they're looking for. Mm. So if you have a bunch of products on the homepage, you would break it down into categories. Like, okay, this is hats, this is shirts, this is shoes, pants. I'm just using those as an right. example. And then they can go, oh, okay, well, I'm interested in their shoes. When I click on shoes, then it goes to a category page that has filters. Right, gotcha. And so um, looking at like hundreds of millions of dollars worth of data, your two most valuable sources or the two most valuable um pieces of traffic are the people that use your search bar and people that use your filters. Mm. And so if you think about that, why would they be the most valuable because they were able to find what they were looking for. Right. And so if you have too many things and they can't find it, it just becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. I'm busy. Everybody's looking on their desktop, but when you look at mobile, cause now about 80% of your traffic's mobile right. and you have 200 new arrivals, two at a time, you'd have to scroll through, you had to scroll a hundred times to see all their products. And that's how a lot of people offer their products. Right. But if you have a set of filters, says, only, oh, I only want to see the blue ones. And I only want to see the ones in my size, whatever your size is. Um, then all of a sudden there's only eight. Oh, I can look at those eight and buy. Right. 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 And so it really is, hmm. um, your homepage is for trust, and easy navigation, your category page is just a filter. Your product page can be very specific, and there's a bunch of things that we teach um, how to make your product page better. And then, obviously, once if, if they sell, if they, you should have about 10%, I think about 10% add to cart or more. Um, otherwise, you're, it's not clear enough.
1: Okay, wow, that's amazing. Thank you. Yeah. You just helped me. Okay, yeah. this is wonderful. I'll, I'll give you the check later. Okay. Yeah. Um, You have not only crushed it in the e-comm space, but you've had one of the biggest e-comm events with BGS Live, right? So I guess my question is, as someone that does live events as well, and I do coaching, have you found that there is a similarity to having success in both of those areas? I mean, because I know putting together a live event is hard to do yeah, it's a right? lot of work. have you noticed certain things where you're like man if you do this like you can truly build this thing to be a powerhouse events you come
0: yeah so i what i would say the cool thing about events for us is we would get our members um would come and maybe there would be a hundred hundred fifty members and then the other two three hundred people are not members during the event we would talk about Oh, well, if you're an e-comm insider, then you get this, or because we're teaching. Right. And then we would just keep saying, and all the e-comm insiders would like make noise. And right. so then essentially what it did was, oh, well, we want to be one of those. And uh, that was really how we grew our group. Um, but that atmosphere of them supporting the new members that would come in, it's kind of a, like a big family. And so, I think that why well, I, I, not, I think I know that's why we've had such good success in there right. because, um, typically in e-commerce people are like, Oh, I'm not going to show you what I'm doing because then you'll copy it in our group. We're very, very, um, we're very strong to make sure that that doesn't happen or we would just remove the person. Um, and so through that, uh, what happens is you get a bunch of really smart entrepreneurs working together helping each other. And that's why I think I'm positive. That's why the success, the percentage of success is so much greater.
1: Do you find that that was also happening with how you're building these successful e-com stores as well? Because when I think e-com, I think transactional yeah. is, is there, is there a lot of and when, I guess when I say relational um, customers that are coming back to you over and over and over again, Yeah. Is that, well, that's
0: the goal. Yeah. 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 So for sure. Um, that's, so we're very specific to, we don't really, t- we don't teach any drop shipping stuff. Um, we try, you know, we have a beginner program, um, but like we basically don't want to take your money when you're a beginner because the chances of success are so much smaller. Like we have a program that teaches everything that we do to get started. And then once you get started, then you can join the membership. Gotcha. Gotcha. And, and so we really want people that are already turning over money So that we can help. It's harder to get traction than it is to take someone that's already moving and give them them movement.
1: Right, gotcha, gotcha. That's awesome. Okay, so um, as I was researching you a bit more, uh, I was finding a few things that was saying that you had achieved a lot of success, but then it seems like something happened where you're like, you know what, I started to realize that success wasn't, just about the external things. Mm -hmm. It was about certain things that were happening internally. Can you, something happened, and I wanna know what what happened.
0: Yeah, so um, I had a very traumatic childhood. Um, My dad was abusive, and I always thought that was was kind of what my driver was, and why I struggled um, to build something sustainable. And what I realized was it wasn't that. It was actually that my mom was like emotionally disconnected. Okay. And so essentially what I realized is I was chasing success and making money, thinking that that was going to make me feel better. And it didn't matter how much success we had. I still hurt inside. Right. And Were so, you trying
1: to prove your dad or your mom wrong? No, or like, or
0: no, no. no. Uh, um, and There's, you know, there there is a good ending to it. Like my dad, uh, eventually stopped, and then I have three younger siblings. So there's three older ones and three younger ones. the three younger ones don't even know that that ever existed. Right. So um, he was able to break the cycle and stop doing it. But um, yeah, when you are using something externally to feel better inside, that's just never gonna. It's never gonna be part of the equation. When
1: when did it click for you?
0: about four about four years ago yeah Yeah, i went to an emotional intelligence experience and uh i had to reenact my dad and my mom wow and uh in the reenactment of my dad i was angry and you know had the emotions like that and then when i got to my mom i turned around and walked over to the wall and was looking at the wall and i was like wow this is really weird my mom never heard us uh, about my mom never went anywhere with us. My mom never, like, played with us. I was like, ah. Oh. Mm. And so that was like my, that was like my uh, aha moment. And uh, so as soon as I started doing inner work, um, funny, funny thing is, then the business started doing much better. Wow. Because it was no longer, uh, it was no longer i I'm trying to fill something to build success. Now I'm just like being all of me. Right. In, in that you create much better connections lots of better friends
1: wow yeah. that's amazing it's yeah. amazing I've heard so many entrepreneurs say that when they finally did the inner work they whether it's therapy intensives uh, so many doors open up for them yeah um, that's, so, yeah that's so
0: well. so my my belief is this the more a lot of entrepreneurs have went through that they just don't want to talk about it cause they're ashamed of it. What I noticed, the more that I talked about it, the more common that I realize it is in the entrepreneurial, um, community. Right. And what I think is the reason for that, if you think, um, trauma is a feeling of loss of control. Mm-hmm. Well, let me ask you in your business, when do you feel like you're in control?
1: For me, um,
0: Do you really feel like you control anything? Not really, right? So, so what I realized was, like, most of us came from some sort of traumatic past, Mm -hmm. and we developed a coping mechanism that allows us to operate inside of trauma. Wow! And it doesn't mean that we operate healthily, right? You know, some of us are workaholics. Some of us are, you know, all the different things. Uh, But a normal person looks at us and goes no way i don't want to do what the right. owner does because right. it's too much but for us we have a coping mechanism that worked for us to learn how to live inside of a traumatic right. relationship and we now we just thrive in chaos yeah we do yeah
1: so um have you been able to work like how does that look differently for you day to day now versus what it was prior to four years ago
0: um, I have a very, very um, strict morning routine. Okay. So I journal, I meditate, um, I exercise and do all of that stuff mm-hmm. first to start my day and then my day starts. My day starts. Before I just get up and start working and work as much as I could.
1: Right. Wow. wow. That's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, I, I have a pretty good morning routine as well. Like that's, that's my thing. I feel as though, uh, at least for me, I'll tell you, you know, I told you in 2020, I took that break. for about five to six months and I was bitter and resentful I felt like I was giving so much to everyone and then when I started getting some pushback from clients or this or that or even just taking off the time and I felt like people were resenting me for putting myself first I decided that if I was gonna come back I was gonna make sure that I took care of me first Yeah, And so for me, I kind of have my morning routine as well. So why don't you share yours and I'll share mine. (laughs) Yeah,
0: yeah. So I I think that that's a very smart thing because you can only really serve people at the level that you're filled up. Right. So when you fill your own cup first, you get to serve everybody else from a full cup. Right. And so for me, I get up. um, The very first thing I do is I pray and then um, I do what's called inner child work. So I literally just have a conversation with my inner child um, it's basically reparenting. Right. So the things the trauma, trauma or the traumatic things that I went through, like I developed coping mechanisms. And so now I'm just reparenting that child, um, and having a loving relationship with it. And I do that every morning. Then I get up and I exercise Then I take a cold shower, then I journal and I do what's called the stack, which is where I go through a series of questions. That just centers me for my day. Okay, and then about eight eight thirty, I start my day. Start your day. So,
1: what? So, what are some of those those questions? Because all the other things I do, but I don't do the question part. Yeah,
0: I'll actually um, later. I'll send you one that it's done. So, uh, I was part of a pro. I went through a program with Garrett White. It was called Wake Up Warrior. Yeah, Wake Up Warrior. And so he does the body, being, balance, and business. Okay, and so I look at those four areas through another um, set of questions Mm -hmm. that. Brooke, um, Brooke Castillo. Yeah. Brooke yeah, Castillo, Brooke the started. work it's yeah. called the, mm-hmm. um, or the model, right. it's called the model. So it's basically, what are your circumstances? What are your thoughts? What are your feelings? What are your actions? What are your results? Right. And so I do that in my body being balanced in business. I do it every 24 hours. Wow. So if I say I'm going to do something and then I go through those set of questions, and I didn't do it I'm like oh I said I was gonna do it I didn't do it the next day oh, I said I going not do it man I'm still not doing it I have a 24-hour feedback loop so I'll catch myself after a couple of days I'll start doing it or if I fall off what I've realized that it does is it gives you up it shows up patterns right and so your mm-hmm. patterns start getting exposed and you really go through four areas you're unaware then you're aware then you're unconsciously competent, or you're consciously competent, then unconsciously, unconsciously the concept, competent. Right. So what it does is it creates awareness. So now, oh, I realize I've said I'm gonna do this, but I'm not doing it. So now I'm aware that I'm not like following through. So now I get to make a conscious decision to do that. Mm. And then eventually by doing it consciously day after day, it becomes an unconscious, just becomes who I am.
1: This is the ultimate Exercise in reflection every single day. Yeah, it's
0: a yeah. So a lot of people go, oh well, I do my goals every year. Right. Yeah. Well, essentially, I'm looking at mine every 24 hours. Right. That's amazing. So if if I do that every 24 hours, I'm going to have 365 cycles for year one.
1: Okay. Before you leave, I have to give you my planner. Yeah. So I have a planner where on the left hand side of it, it is uh, the reignite, reflect, and rebuild. So so reignite is me reigniting my body every single day through exercise right yeah i got to do that uh the rebuild is me feeding my mind like learning something new right yeah and so i've got a little section for that but the reflect usually how i've done it i have not done it nowhere near the level that you've done it but i am thinking of what are the things that really pissed me off yesterday or that threw me off and i noticed before i would almost like repress it and it would Messed me up. It yeah. bothered me, and so sure. now I'm trying to not let anything go more than 24 hours. Yeah. Like let's deal with it, let's talk about it, and that's my reflex section. So I, yeah. I, I want this hack. This is fantastic. Yeah. So, so, um, so I'll give you one of them. For
0: um, me. Yeah, I'd love to. I'd love yeah. to look at it. And so what I would say is, um, when you say something that pisses you off mm-hmm. or it triggers you, it, you should uh, you shouldn't do anything. You could um, develop the habit of saying it's always me. Right. It, it is always you, right, like, yeah. because if you make me mad, you can't make me mad. I'm labeling what you're doing, and that's what's creating the anger. Right. right? So and the reason an, another way I could say that is if I called you a liar and a bunch of other things and you kind of had like little white lies, it would bother you. Mm-hmm. But if I said it to you in Chinese, you wouldn't get angry at all, right? Yeah. So it's not the fact that I'm calling you a liar. It's that if you understand that now you're labeling what I'm saying as true or not true. Wow. And, wow. and so really when someone angers you, the habit that I got in is it's always me. And then I would say, oh, um, that person did this just like me. Oh. And when you say that and then you figure out how you're doing it just like that, you can feel your feelings, you let go and it won't trigger you anymore. This is amazing. Um, so,
1: can you tell me how much you've done in e com sales? I'm going somewhere with this. Just, yeah. j- just um, a guesstimate number.
0: Uh, yeah, honestly, I can't. Uh, about, man, about four years ago, we stopped counting. It was like 400 million. Yeah, I, I saw you. you um, said that. It's probably, yeah. the, and the reason why is it just to me, If I told you that we've done four hundred million, most people don't even comprehend what four hundred million really is. Now it's really close to a billion. And if I, I give you a a good example. So if we gave you like a dollar a second, um, it would take us like twelve minutes or no, twelve days to get to a million dollars. If we did it, um, a billion would be like thirty-two years. So, like, people don't understand, like, a so, million dollars yes. is a lot. Right, right. So, f- after 400 million, like... It's
1: like, who, yeah. Yeah. I, 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 this is where I'm going with it. Like, you, you've you done extremely well for yourself. Uh, and I didn't know the podcast was going to go here, but you're just a regular guy.
0: Yeah, very much so. Right? Yeah.
1: We're We're regular dudes that have problems. And you've just... You're, you're just continuing to confront your problems. Some problems you maybe let go for too long or this or that or whatever. But I just want everybody to understand that you, you have to make a decision. You have to make a choice every single day um, on what story you're going to tell yourself. Yeah. And, you know, if people look at, you know, Matt from that outside and say, man, Matt Stafford, like the guy's. This guy's life is indestructible. Like everything's gone right for him. But you guys have gotten to know Matt, you know, quite a bit now over the last, you know, 45 minutes or so. He's just a regular guy. He's dealing with stuff, just yeah. like me. Yeah. Um, but he just happened to say, no, I'm not gonna stop. I'm gonna figure this out. Whether it was how do I actually sell a t-shirt online, yeah. right? Or how do I actually start an event, or how do I um, you know, move past these things that have happened in my life that um, are still basically being destructive on a day-to-day basis for me.
0: Yeah,
1: I, I hope people take that from that. So you've given us some gems. Uh, so as you know, I told you, my audience is primarily healthcare providers. Sure, 95% of them like, feel like the website is everything and they need to have a website. And uh, And if you had to say to them, one or two things that they should do for their site, what would you tell them to do that could potentially help them get more sales?
0: Yeah, the first one is look at your website as a customer. And that's hard to do. Just go, all right, I'm gonna put sales to the side for a minute. Does, what is the conversation that that person's having? Why are they seeking you out? Like, what is their problem? Okay, so if they have a problem, does your website call that out? Um, so I've started. I've started coaching and helping business owners. What I've realized is, like, the more that we get to the inner work, right. the better they do externally. Right. So um, I was helping one the other day, and we came up with the phrase "publicly successful, privately unfulfilled." Mm. That person that they want to coach totally gets it. Hey, I've made all this money everybody else looks at me and thinks that my life is amazing, but inside I feel empty. Right. And so by if you think through what their problem is and you can describe it better than they can, you're their answer. Right. Like, they know that you can fix it. Right. So I would say do that. And then the, the next thing is um, look at your website and would Homer Simpson be able to use it? Would he be able to read this? and know what it feels like. And the other thing is uh, it doesn't matter if you're doing a million dollars or a thousand dollars, you're still dealing with people. And if you come across as this big corporate giant, like you're not connecting with the people and your website is your connection to your people. Mm. So just um, don't try to be something that you're not, just be exactly who you are, authentic. And When you do it like works, it converts. Right. Um, we have workshops and I'll even just ask the person when we put their site up like how does your body feel when you look at that and they're just like oh it's like chaos yeah like yeah so that's how people feel when they come to your site
1: right well wow. that's awesome that's awesome I got work to do on my side after hearing that oh yeah we all do yeah. <laughs> we all do yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah okay so this podcast is called the Secret secrets for success um What would you say is one of your secrets for success that you've had in your life?
0: Um, I I would say consistency Mm -hmm. is probably the eighth wonder of the world. If you can be very consistent, um, it will start revealing your patterns. And the other thing that I would say is, uh, yeah, just know that you're good enough. And when you when you believe that you're good enough, then you'll you'll actually show up for yourself every day.
1: Mm. Awesome, awesome. All right. Well, um, can I tell you something about you? Yeah. Uh, let me tell you something about you, Matt Stafford. You're even more impressive than the other Matt Stafford. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you you uh, it's no wonder that you've been successful. You uh, have a a massive amount of humility. Uh, you came in here and, um, and you, I I can tell that you just give value first. Uh, and I love the fact that as you were telling me your story, everything seemed to always go around partnerships, helping other people out, helping other people out. And, um, and, yeah, I really appreciate that about you. I hope this can turn into a friendship. Yeah, for uh, sure. And I really thank you so much for being here. Okay, uh, how can people find you?
0: Uh, Buildgrowscale.com. Okay. And uh, my email is simple. It's Matt at com. All right, thank you so much. Appreciate you, man. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for being on.
1: That was easy.